And welcome back in Stripe Show Podcast. Hope you're having a great week. This is a uh, special edition Stripe Show Podcast as I need to check in on one of my friends from uh, Idaho. Uh, he is the caddy for uh, Joel Damon up there at the U.S. Open. And I saw this tweet come across and I was like, oh my God, what is going on up here? I have to give him a call to make sure everything is okay. Welcome in, Gino Benelli. Gino, first I'm off, here. I'm alive. First off, you're okay. I am. Yeah, thank goodness. It was touch and go there for a little bit. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it through the night. Now, for those of you that haven't seen Gino's viral Twitter video, it's up on um, at Gino Benelli. It's G-E-N-O-B-O-N-N-A-L-I-E. So it's good to hear that uh, you're safe. And as you go watch this video... You know, it's it's a sketchy motel, right? Kind of. <laughs> I, that might be an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a sketchy hotel. Uh, shower rods holding up the sink, blood splatters, bullet holes. I mean, what was your first thought when you walked into this place? So, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not scared of kind of a cheap motel. I've stayed in tons of them. And so when I walked in, the first thing I did was I threw my bags on the bed. And I immediately turned and left and went and got some food. Uh, I ate dinner. I came back to the place. Uh, and then I started looking around. I'm like, oh, boy, this place is gross. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, $100 might have been a little too much to pay for it. But whatever, I can handle it. So, you know, I put my, my kind of my stuff away a little bit. And I went in and I brushed my teeth. And the sink fell off <laughs> of the wall. And I thought, how on earth does that happen? So I got to looking at it. And I was like, okay, I've got to make a video about this place. Like, I wasn't upset or scared or anything. So then I start really looking around, and I thought, I've got some good material to work with here. And uh, I just kind of started recording and talking. So the, the recording starts with, as you walk in, and, you know, there's some really nifty craft work there on the wall with the wainscoting <laughs> and, and, and that. But it really gets good once you go past the coffee pot. And you yeah. get into the bullet holes, two yeah. different size bullet holes, right? <laughs> well, I cannot confirm with any certainty that they were bullet holes, but okay. they definitely appeared to be. And uh, so I, I just kind of went with it. I had a little uh, little story of what happened in my mind, potentially. And uh, Oh, really? So you're already kind of playing out. I'm like, okay, this okay. is somebody... You know, maybe somebody shot at someone here a couple rounds or maybe some guys just sitting on the bed, just fired a couple shots into the wall. Who knows? So I recorded the video and I sent it to uh, another one of my caddy buddies uh, who's big in Twitter. And I was like, is this funny enough to post on Twitter? And he's like, yes, absolutely. You have to post that. <laughs> so the bullet holes, did you you were like, oh, OK, wait, what? You were like, did were you like concerned? Did you laugh? <laughs> no. So actually, my first thought was bullet holes. And then I'm like, okay, be realistic. What actually are they? And I, I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit. They certainly could have been bullet holes. But I'm going to say somebody tried to put some wall anchors in the wall. Okay. And then, and then ripped them out. But that doesn't sound quite as cool as bullet holes. So we're going with that. Yeah, but then as you continue to work yourself over to the corner, as you're now making your yes. way closer <laughs> to the remodeled um, bathroom. You're right. A lot of uh, a lot of that cheap drywall mud was used to spackle spackle the wall there, 
and it was done rather poorly. I mean, it looked like somebody took a baseball bat to that wall in the shower. Like the whole thing was gross. So, but you know, then, the, yeah. but then, but then there's there's blood. There's now yeah. there's blood splatter. Uh, yeah, again, yes, there was definite <laughs> red liquid substance splattered <laughs> on the wall, and I did not taste it to verify what it may have been, but. Uh, so in my theme, we're going bullet holes and in uh, blood splatter, and the carpet was definitely bleached out. Mm. So that uh, that I can't provide an explanation for. Well, I mean, there's only one, <laughs> right? I mean, there's no reason to be cleaning around blood splatter. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. So yeah, that's when it started to get good, and then the you know my uh, hypothetical body drag into the bathroom where the sink may have been dislodged by the handling of the body. And uh, then they use the uh, the looks like half of a shower rod to prop up the sink. So the rod was literally holding the sink up. It it was a freestanding rod. Yeah, if I would have pulled that out, it would have it would have probably ripped the drain pipe off the wall and fell onto the floor. I mean, I saw a lot of people were um, they were offering you another place to stay on Twitter. <laughs> They're like, hey, yeah. man, come st- come stay with me. Is this uh? Maybe the worst hotel you've ever stayed in on. Yes, on, okay. by far. And I've stayed in I've stayed in some dodgy ones, but uh, this was comically bad. And you know, as soon as I posted it, uh, you know, I could see the video count and the retweets started instantly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, this is pretty good. Oh, so yeah. I, you know, I started interacting with people on Twitter and uh, responding to their comments and whatnot. But after a little bit, I'm like, okay, I have to go to bed. So <laughs> once I set my phone down and like actually turned the lights off, like that's when it hit me, like. This place is scary. <laughs> and I, you, tur- you shut the lights off? Well, I actually ended up sleeping with the bathroom light on because I needed to. I, I thought in my head, like I had this whole like horror story played out, like stuff, bad stuff could potentially happen here. And I have to have some sort of plan. I, uh, I, was, <laughs> I slept fully dressed, socks on, shoes right next to the bed. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the in the video, but I had my travel case right there with mm-hmm. my golf clubs in it. I unzipped it so I could get to a golf club if I needed to use it as a weapon. Um, so I, mean, I was thinking that far ahead. And then so I had a light right outside my window as well. So every time somebody would walk past my room, it would cast a shadow across my window. Oh. And then the TV, I don't know if you saw the follow-up, the TV wouldn't shut off. Like, <laughs> oh, boy. It, it, uh, it would just, it kind of cast this really creepy glow. So I'm like, man, now we've got like a poltergeist in the room. Exactly. Everything going on. So, I mean, it was uh, it was something special. I, I cannot believe that a room like that exists to be honest with you and they're actually taking they're actually going to take your money <laughs> exactly to go stay like enjoy your stay you know we'll bring up some extra towels i uh um, i talked <laughs> to a yeah exactly <laughs> i uh i somebody asked me why don't you go get your money back i'm like i'm just going to leave i'm not going to argue with the owner of this hotel I, no that could, be, that could not work out well no, for me no so so uh, you the, told the cameraman sorry to interrupt you no go uh, ahead cameraman today that works for the tour came up to me and he actually grew up here mm. uh, in this little town. And he said, you stayed there. And I was like, I did. He goes, no one goes into that hotel. He's like, oh, the locals know, like you do not go in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, oh, well I did. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I was like, I am I'm now aware of that. What was the bedspread? Like, was it 
comfy? Was it was it there, clean? <laughs> so I got out I got out my flashlight uh, and gave it a really close inspection. <laughs> there was nothing comfy about it. There was no visible critters or anything on the sheets, as far as I could tell. I, you know, microscopic level. I'm sure there was something down in there, but uh, I felt comfortable enough that if I slept clothed i would be okay <laughs> what's joel's response to this when you start so, telling him all this i sent joel a, just a picture of the room before i had posted that video and he said why don't you just come stay with me you can sleep on the floor and i was like no you don't don't worry about that and that that was before i even realized how bad it was that was just an initial reaction and then i posted that video to twitter and he sent me another he's like dude you can't stay there come over here and he was like 20 minutes away but it's already you know 9 30 at night and i'm like no i'm gonna see this through and <laughs> i love uh, it like you just so, saw it through like i'm not leaving yep no i was i was fully committed i paid the hundred dollars i was gonna get my hundred dollars stay out of it dang oh it. you did yeah. oh you did and and, and you entertained all of us uh in in the, the meantime which uh, we appreciate so i gotta ask you like so how does this happen i mean was you, did you, were you set up at a different spot and it didn't pan out? So, you so had yeah, scramble? exactly. Well, so might go back even a full year to uh, Beth Page last year for the PGA Championship. Okay. I reserved an Airbnb hotel there, or not not a hotel, but just an Airbnb, and I got it for a steal. And I, I I bought it like or rented it, reserved it six months ahead of time. And I don't think the guy realized that the PGA Championship was coming on those dates, so he had it listed really cheap. So I reserved it which in my head, proper planning, I deserve to be rewarded. He didn't know, blah, blah, blah. And so I show up and land in uh, Newark or wherever it was and make the drive out to Long Island. And he sends me a message, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I have to cancel your stay. Mm. And I, I'm furious. I'm like, there's nowhere to stay on Long Island. You know, this is before COVID when there's actually fans and stuff. I'm going to end up paying a fortune. And I had my dad come in and I had uh, one of my best friends from college was come in and Joel's coach was staying with me. We kind of had a crew that were going to stay there. And so he pulls this thing out from under me and I know he rented it to somebody else. It just at a higher rate is what he ended up doing. Mm -hmm. So I had that in my head. So I land here this week. And as soon as I take my phone off airplane mode, I have a text from my wife that says your Airbnb canceled on you. And I am furious. I'm like, are you kidding me again wow. with New York Airbnb cancellations? And I host an Airbnb back in Idaho. So I kind of know the, the ropes now a little bit. And uh, I sent the gal a message and I'm like, you're not getting me out of this. I'm sorry. Uh, I have the address and the check-in instructions. I'm coming. And she was like, no, we had an emergency. I'm so sorry. This has never happened before. Please forgive me. And I'm like, mm, well, I was, I was like, I'm a pretty handy guy. What it, what, I wanted specifics on what the emergency was <laughs> because I was willing. And I even told her, I was like, I am willing to fix it. I was like, did you have, a, you have a plumbing issue? I can take care of it. If you had, you know, gas leak might be one thing. But the, in my head, the only thing that keeping me out of this place was if it burnt to the ground. <laughs> okay. So... I, I am going. So I start messaging her a little bit and she ends up backpedaling a little bit. And she said, how about this? You have to give me 24 hours, but I can. And she even uh, volunteered to pay for a hotel, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, okay. 
something must be the matter if you're willing to pay for me for a hotel for a night and then let me in tomorrow. So, so uh, you're in now. So yeah, I ended up uh, last night. We were done practicing, went over there, and the place is great. I got a good deal on it for the week, and uh, so I'm, it it ultimately worked out fine. But my first thought was anger i guess yeah well i mean gosh there's no, no there's no blood splatter or no bullet no holes it's, or... uh, it's it's a cute little spot and it's only a mile from the entrance of the golf course so um yeah i'm happy now my goodness you know it's not easy traveling ladies and gentlemen as you know and you're on the road all the time and of course you and i know each other as um you know back to uh central idaho there where you still live right in lewiston i do yep and still, uh, uh still travel from so it makes travel on tour a little bit of a, of a pain sometimes you know i w- usually wake up uh at oh dark 30 and drive to spokane and wow uh, fly from there well joel's yeah. having a good year a good run you guys are um playing some good golf you're up there getting ready for the uso the rough is up and the rough the rough is up and you can tell uh a difference in the firmness of the greens from yesterday to today as well. They're starting to get a little bit more bouncy. They have a little bit different sound to them. Uh, you know, when you throw a ball on them and if they start to, or if they continue to firm up, it's going to be, well, it's already a great test of golf, but it could get, uh, it could get real dicey. Yeah. But this, like you said, this is, uh, I obviously have not played wing foot, but walking around it, it's incredible. Yeah, it the is. Green, green complexes here. The TV doesn't can't do them justice. Mm-hmm. Definitely made my bucket list as far as uh, being a golfer to play this place. Well, there's just so many great golf courses around that area. Before I moved to Florida, I actually worked up there in Westchester a little bit. And you look at the rough, right? I mean, give us a comparison because when you played, when they played the PGA, like there were some really shady spots, but there were, it almost looked like they were kind of enticing them to kind of go for it a little bit, right? Like try to hit a shot. So they were wishy-wash lies that would make them think where yes. if you're in the rough here, you're wedging it out, right? Yeah. Uh, for the, for the most part is I, I do like the fact that there is, uh, I feel like there's a true graduated rough here. Like the farther you hit it offline, it's almost, it keeps getting worse and worse where a lot of places, you know, you miss the fairway by a step. And you have nothing, but if you blow it 30 yards offline, you might have a shot at, in a, you know, a trampled lie or where it's sprinklers can't get to it. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case here. Mm. Uh, it is all green and all lush mm-hmm. uh, between holes. Yeah, Joel and I were talking today. If we're in the rough, the biggest key is getting it in short stuff on the next shot. Right. Because going from rough to rough is essentially a double bogey yeah it's a, it's a true half shot it feels like or you know yeah. when when you're in the rough like you have to now play to the number um yep. into where you can you know get the ball in the right portion of the green from the fairway um yeah, exactly. do you think you know there's no fans right and you know that one of the questions and i was thinking about this there's marshals but there's going to be some lost balls. Do you think just there, so they do have some spotters out there okay. uh, on one, at least on every side of every hole, as far as I know, uh, which helps significantly, but it, without them. And I mean, there still could be potentially some lost balls because it it is truly that long, mm-hmm. um, but they help a ton. We had uh, some spotters at well oh shoot what was our last event oh just the bmw you know a couple of weeks ago at olympia fields and without the spotters we would have lost yeah uh, two golf balls that week so i'm glad they're out there and uh, hopefully they've got uh, good vision because we're gonna need them 
Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs. Use of high-density particles and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. Well, let's finish it with some rapid fires, how we do it here. All right. On the spot. I like it. All right. All right. So first one, what's your favorite drink? Oh, um, old fashioned. Old fashioned. The last time we hung out was at old Barley Hoppers, right? In, in <laughs> Lewiston, Idaho yes. with uh, our good friend, Steve Elliott. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Did you have an old fashioned that night? I can't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think that might have been a beer night, okay. but... Uh, I'm kind of a whiskey guy. Apparently, not man enough to drink it straight, so we got to put a little sugar in it. Well, I got a spot here in Ponte Vedra when you when you come rolling through here in March. I'll uh, I'll take you. Yeah, I love it. Look forward to it. What? Let's see. What is the best shot that you've seen on the golf course, Ooh, or one I, of them? I, <laughs> I I kind of have to paint a picture of this. Um, I wish every I wish everybody could see this hole, but uh, the Scarlet Course at Ohio State, yeah, uh, hole number four, I believe. It's a it's a double dog leg par five. Second shot is, is rather long, and there's a bank right in front of the green and a pond at the bottom side of that bank. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in the left side, left half of the fairway. You have trees blocking you out, and you cannot go for it in two. It's like a, it's if you're not in the exact right spot, it's basically a layup. So we were playing the the Web.com Tour Finals, excuse me, Corn Ferry Tour Finals there a couple of years back, a few years back, and it was on the weekend. We we're in probably fiftieth place. Uh, Joel wasn't super interested in being there at that <laughs> time. I think it was I think it was on Sunday mm-hmm. even, and. He hits, he hits the fairway, but he's on the right side of the fairway, and there's no shot to the green. And we probably have, I don't know, 265, 270 front anyways. So we walk up there. I set the bag down, and I start pacing off. I'm going to get him a number to lay up to. And he goes, what are you doing? I go, getting you a number? He goes, I don't need a number. I go, were you just going to guess? He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to hit a driver as hard as I can hit it, and it's going to go onto the green. I go, <laughs> you cannot. I was like, there's no, there's a tree in your way. He goes, he goes, I'm going to slice it around it. I'm like, you can't do that. I'm like, you can't carry it that far and get it with a slice. And it's, I mean, there's a pond right there. You're making seven. And he goes, tell you what, he goes, if I make seven, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And he goes, if I make birdie, you got to give me a hundred. I'm like, done i go okay tell me what you're gonna do here he goes i'm gonna slice it around this tree it's gonna land between those those two bunkers on the upslope in front of the green it's gonna pop up and it's gonna roll into the middle of the green i'm like 
all right. So, I mean, hundred dollars to me playing on the, in the corn ferry tour. I'm like, I could use an extra hundred bucks. Right. He hits this solid slice driver that pitches dead center between these two bunkers in the upslope pops up onto the green and rolls out to three feet. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, any questions and hands me the driver. And so he, he made Eagle and I'm like, you've got to be kidding. me!" Wow. Uh, that was, that's, I always tell people that's, that's the best shot I've ever seen. Probably some luck involved there. Yeah. But, uh, but the fact that it, there was a lot of skill too. Yeah. He called it to a T and uh, it was, it was rather impressive. Yeah. So the skill that these, that these guys have, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you sure. this at, at Wingfoot. You know, in 2006, Ogilvy won. He shot five mm-hmm. over. The yep. cut line was nine. Let's get a four handicap teeing it up tomorrow with Joel. Okay. A four handicap breaks 95. No, not doesn't sniff 95, I don't think. Doesn't well, sniff it. you know, trying to picture some of my buddies that are a four back home. Yeah. Eh. I mean, that, that might be close. It's, it's definitely around that 100 mark. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen it and I've had many of my buddies come down, you know, and play sawgrass when it's in, you know, tournament condition. And, you know, I've seen really good skilled players, one, two handicaps, you know, 93. The problem with a, f- uh, with a four handicap is that they're just so in, they're going to find a couple fairways, but the, the consistency isn't there. So I, uh, I play to a plus two mm-hmm. and I don't, think uh i feel like i'd probably shoot mid 80s out here um not and you know a lot of people are gonna say well a, a four is only six different than that but i don't know uh, yeah no i think you're no i i think 95 is a fair number yep that, that's, yeah that's to a four four handicap that golf course i i think that's a fair number what is your favorite candle scent oh pine tree <laughs> what what <laughs> Of course, you're going to say pine tree. <laughs> Where, uh, Is it weird that I had an immediate answer for that? I mean, I just, oh my goodness. You do, you are from Idaho. <laughs> I, the Christmas tree scent is my favorite smell in the whole world. Yeah. There's plenty of pine trees where I'm from in northern Idaho, up by Coeur d'Alene and, yeah, you know, sure. Kellogg areas where I, uh, where I went to high school. And um, for those of you who don't know, like, so in Idaho, so Coeur d'Alene is like the big city where it's really narrow. And then you go down into the middle of the state and that's where Lewiston Clarkson and Clarkson's in Washington, Lewiston's in Idaho. And, and Joel is from Clarkston and, yep. and then Gino, you're from Lewiston, but literally a bridge connects the two. It's where the Clearwater river meets the snake river, just beautiful country. And it sits way down and you can actually play year round. So I went to college at Lewis and Clark state college, which is right there in Lewiston. And um, so we know a lot of the same people and have uh, a lot of the same watering holes. Um, yeah. Bo's, what is it? Is it Bo's Steakhouse? Bojack's. Oh, Bojack's. Yeah. How do you, how do you like your steak cook at, at Bojack's? Medium rare. Okay. Medium rare guy. Probably more on the rare side. Clarkson, Washington's a good course, by the way. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's solid. I had one of my, I, just for the record, I'm, I won the Firecracker Open there in 1999. I remember that tournament. No, you don't. No, I do because they played it for quite a long time. I feel like I always wanted to – I might have even made an appearance in the Firecracker yeah. one time when I was like 
15 years old, maybe. I don't know. I, um, I hold out on 18. Wow. And was playing with Keith Binkley, who we think, you know, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so, and we had a bet and, and, uh, so I think I was one up coming up the last hole and we're playing okay. in the tournament and he bombed a drive and I, I was back a little bit. I had probably 180, I mean, 18's decent hole. I was, I probably had 175 yards left. Yeah. That's a great one. And then he had, he bombed it. He was like 150 and he was feeling good. <laughs> he was up there <laughs> and I hit this cut in there and it goes in the flag and bank could run a little hot. <laughs> that's an understatement as well <laughs> he was just just pissed i'll never so, forget that as long as i live and um we, it was uh was keith on your college team? yeah 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 so can you shed some light on uh, i've heard a story of him knocking himself out oh, yeah. on number four at lewis and yes Kendrick. i was there i was there and actually <laughs> I, I thought about calling nine one one. um <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we were on four on Lewis and Country Club. Yeah, but he's off to a bad start. You know, he's got, I think he's like bogey, bogey, par bogey or something. I don't know. Okay. And he's just, you know, <laughs> you know, Keith could get mad and break clubs and throw them and this and that. But this time, no, he takes it a different route. He takes both of his fists, okay? And <laughs> both of them. Both of them and hits himself both fists at the same time in the side of his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's remarkable. And knocked himself down to the ground. He fell down to the ground. I can tell he's rattled. Like, I'm like, dude, are you okay? Oh, that is so good. I, I, I hope that that was true. Cause I had, I yeah. had heard that. I love Keith. So hurt. He stabbed himself in the leg with a T before. I, I, <laughs> Were, were you around for that? I one? wasn't. Yeah. No, I haven't, yeah. but I, I would not put it past him. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's some conviction to go ahead and knock yourself out. Oh yeah. Yourself. It's an epic story. I was there. It's true. I watched it. I was, con I went from laughing to concern to <laughs> confusion and all in like 90 seconds. I don't know what was going on. I was like, how do you even hit a shot after doing that? That's <laughs> fantastic. It was great, man. Uh, this is good stuff. It's good catching up with you, man. Um, epic video. I'm glad you're still alive, but uh, great, great Sorry, laughs. Sorry, I had there. And um, go check it out. Uh, Gino Benelli, at Gino, G-E-N-O-B-O-N-N-A-L-I-E. -E. Uh, tell Joel the uh, good luck for us. And, um, you know, hey, we're always, you know me, man, I'm always cheering for uh, the Pacific Northwest guys be uh, it's only a matter of time. Joel's going to get that win. He's, I, he's, yeah. I think it's coming too. He's uh, yeah. some good golf and uh, yeah, he's, he's knocking on the door. So yeah, he is, he is, he's got some good, some good stuff going. I, I think it's coming soon and um, you know, all the best this, this week and um, Hey, we'll uh, if I get down there, I'll let you know, but for sure in March, when you come through the players, I've got a really good whiskey spot for you. It's actually about two months old. You'll, you'll really enjoy it. And okay, um, that sounds great. And then I've got already. this other spot where there's been a couple crimes that um, perhaps you could, you know, pull the bunk <laughs> back. I, I can go solve some mystery, murder mysteries. It was sure nice seeing the teams back out on the gridiron over the weekend. Lucky for us, that was just week one. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, 
DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stand to the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS for a limited time. New users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week two action. Enter code TRAVIS to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code TRAVIS only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 